like a phantom. We ran out the ransom. I'm young and I'm handsome. Praise the Lord for my hands up. I've been taking some chances to run it up. Other day I was sipping on muddy cup. Man, I'm high as hell, I'm suited up. Forgive me, Lord, for messing up. No, I'm not flashy, but I'm a real fastly. Ain't nobody could pass me. Head on collision, I'm crashing. Bay, I'm fresher than goodly. For dinner, we eating crab cakes. I speak the truth, leave a bad taste. Trying not to curse, I am the crap man. Holy Spirit, bring the word so I won't speak no sin. What you see in me, I see in my brothers. Tell me, Lord, not to give in. I know I'm, I'm sinning, I know I'm winning, but I'm a servant for him. Confess what you did so that you may live. We can't go out like this. I know that we have a purpose in the vision, now it's all working. But this thing called I know that I'm learning it. I put the keys in the door, now I'm turning it. Open the door, walking alive, hoping that God is gonna greet me. PhD all of the way, and I know that he won't leave me. Lately, shit's been feeling a little crazy, feeling a little more wavy, living life like it's amazing. I wake up, I wake up, thank God, then I focus on the mood. Astro world, astro blue, talking stack it to Who could like a phantom? We ran up the ransom. I'm young and I'm handsome. Praise the Lord for my hands up. I've been taking some chances to run it up. Other day I was sipping on muddy cup. Man, I'm high as hell, I'm suited up. Forgive me, Lord, for messing up. No, I'm not flashy, but I'm a real fastly. Ain't nobody could pass me. Head on collision, I'm crashing. Baby, I'm fresher than good lady. For dinner, we eating crab cakes. I speak the truth, leave a bad taste. Trying not to curse, I am the crap man. It's my time to run it up. Been down on my ass, now dollar signs piling up. Remember, like yesterday, I was broke as hell, trying to find me another way. Always knew I was gifted, eh? I was young and dumb, always talking about riches, eh? Now, every day that I wake up, the mission get rich today. I tried and 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 I tried again. Never gonna quit, never gonna fool. That's just the life that I'm living in. Never been bitch, always the ground, even if I wasn't counted in. So, for that, every day that I wake up. I'm trying to bring commas in My niggas, my niggas, we locked in forever We getting this chicken together My glizzy hook 30, I'm not scared to blow it If you wanna act like a stuffer I'm paranoid, gotta watch all these niggas Cause they keep personal agenda So for that every day that I wake up Grab the glit and load the extension Always move swiftly, can't be out here tripping I gotta stay focused on Benji's The Benji's that bring me the riches and riches That I fell in love with, I want more than plenty I pray for infinity, yeah And I do whatever it take, huh And I do whatever it take, huh Learn how to block out the hate like what, what you think we ran up the ransom. I'm young and I'm handsome. Praise the Lord for my hands up. I've been taking some chances to run it up. Other day I was sipping on muddy cup. Man, I'm high as hell, I'm suited up. Forgive me, Lord, for messing up. No, I'm not flashy, but I'm a real fastly. Ain't nobody could pass me. Head on collision, I'm crashing. Baby, I'm fresher than goodly. For dinner, we eating crab cakes. I speak the truth, leave a bad taste. Trying not to curse, I am the crap man. Lately, shit been feeling a little crazy, feeling a little more wavy, living life like it's amazing. I wake up, I wake up, thank God, then I focus on the moon. Astro world, astro moon, talking stack it to the moon.
Yeah. 
my slime Put you in your place and you hop out of line Remember the time Yeah, remember the times you told me your secret I would not repeat it, I'm hard to the core Pick up when you call, I never ignore Little nigga came from the bottom, you know I put my feelings inside of this trap I put this pressure inside of your back You moving too much, you gotta relax Got you in your feels, you feeling attached You know that my vibe, my style, I'm back And she know that I got a thousand rounds Just for the bitch, I'm in the mall with that I give you good dick and you callin' back Hey, when you don't come around But they never get the picture Get depressed when you out of town I'm supposed to be coming with you Demetrius and Marcus every Friday, you know. It's the square round table. Tune in. It's the square round table. Tune in every Friday. Let's have a blast. I know it worked. You had a long day. Just relax and tune in. Make sure you tune in weekly, every Friday. Majorsonmusic.com. We also tune on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, YouTube. What's going on, my freaks and geeks out there? We are the Square Roundtable Podcast. Uh, yeah, boys. So what's going on with y'all, man? How's everything been going? Uh, you know, chilling, living life, doing a thing. Yeah, every, yeah, everything's been going pretty good. You know, uh, I guess on my end, I uh, got back into one of my hobbies. Like, uh, for instance, I um built. I like to build model kits from this uh, show called Gundam. Like, basically hey. the Gundam model kits. And, uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you already know. It's a real good show. But yeah, I guess got back into building those, and I was in the middle of building one. So yeah, that's pretty much that. And uh, I've um got, I also got a uh, airbrush and a few more supplies for that, so I can um do it better than I was doing it previously. But yeah, this is a nice hobby to have, and I've been doing it since I was about fourteen. Yeah, I remember those days. Nah, yeah. Yeah. No, you've been doing those for a minute, bro. Like I I mean, you got like how many actually put together? Uh I think I got about thirty-five or forty. And your collection of Gundams is like my collection of pops, man. Like no, 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 no. no. Your collection of pops is (laughs) ridiculous you gotta have at least like yeah, 85 yeah, right now, yeah. not 85 yeah. I'm nowhere near the 80s yet man I, i've been slowing down you know i've been you know you just bought one today what do you yeah mean? i bought one today after seven oh sorry three months of Bro. not buying one because like i went through i went through a period of not buying them so you know i've been mm. slowing down coronavirus has uh slowed my productivity oh down. whatever I'm whatever you, know? you, you act like you you act like you don't have amazon Hey, or, I, I only or, use Amazon for essential stuff like this mic and uh, uh, this camera 
and uh, uh, this little switchboard thing I got going on here. I, you know, essential things, man. I'm not over here buying pops out. BS. I, I ain't like y'all who's buying like anime, like uh, film with Alchemist anime all the time. Uh, stuff hey, hey, look, guys, look. I for, guess. for everybody watching us on YouTube right now, the reason that Demetrius has that background up. And so you can't see all the Funko Pops in the back. Hey, I ain't in that room. I'm not in that room. I'm in a whole different room. You can't pull that card. <laughs> at least at least Marcus, like, wants to show what he has. Demetrius is lying to you guys. Yes. Hey, 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 hey. I just don't have my setup yet, man. I can't set this up the way I want to. You know, if I had it my way, it'd be pops everywhere. Posters everywhere in his place. But uh, this ain't my place. So, uh, we got this guy right here watching at all times, you know, one of the best bounty hunters in the galaxy, you know. Yeah, you know, he survived his uh, his uh, off-screen uh, death, you know, and he's back now, so, you know. Yes. Yes. Hey, there you go, man. Mandalorian but, plug. Yeah. <laughs> right, a good little Mandalorian <laughs> plug, man, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, guys, it's uh for me, it's it's kind of been a little bit of a, a busy week. I've been trying to uh, get myself prepared. I got uh, well for my for all the viewers out there, I actually got invited back to my alma mater to teach a class. Actually, on uh, it's a research a biology research class. So I'll be teaching on Friday. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm big shout out to Atlanta Metropolitan State College. Uh, big shout out to Dr. Chapman, uh, Dr. Crawford, all you guys. Uh, appreciate you for inviting me out. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm going to be teaching on Friday and pretty much all week I've been trying to get my lesson plan together. Uh, I'm going to be talking about um, ways to apply the knowledge that you learned while in undergrad and also great ways to make your resume work for you. So those are the two biggest things that helped me out in my career. And pretty much when I got them down, it, it just kind of helped my career skyrocket. So just being able to, you know, give back and help out uh, students and sort of be that person for them that I needed when I was in that position, you know, you can't beat that. So really excited about that. It's kind of nerve wracking, but also I'm really happy and I can't wait to do it. So we'll see how that goes on Friday. Uh, Professor right. Chad. Yeah, Professor man. Chad. I'm yeah, gonna sure. Go got another title. Class and crash it. I'm gonna ask like a million dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be that one guy in the back asking the most random questions. Not even about on topic. Sir. Just gonna ask random questions. Excuse me, right. sir. Excuse me, sir. What does that mean? I'll be like, the word like art. He's like, what does that mean? What does art mean? Like, what right. do you mean art? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. right. Well, well, actually, that's that's actually a good biology question. What does art mean? That's anti-retroviral uh, 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 transmission medications for AIDS. You know, so that's a good question. That's that's actually there you go. Look, hey, smart, big brain, big brain, big brain. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Chad thinks so, he knows something. He's been paying attention. <laughs> but, but um but yeah speaking of like resumes and whatnot um yeah chad tell us some some things that might stand might make your um, resume stand out some more or some key elements to making a great resume like what's yeah. some stuff that you might put on there to make it shine certainly certainly and um and just just uh just for a little backup it's art is uh, anti-retroviral therapy not transmission so just wanted to clear that up so for you guys but anyway 
so yeah so for um especially for the people in the field of like biology or chemistry or anybody that uh, did that in undergrad and you want to get a job in a laboratory specifically um, and even outside of that career you know just anybody that's trying to get uh, any kind of job the biggest thing is on your resume you want to cut out all the fluff so um, you want to go in there and tell your uh, hiring manager or anybody from HR exactly who you are and what you can bring to the table. So specifically for me, um, I graduated with my degree in biological science um, and I wanted to get a lab position, specifically either a chemistry position or biology. I ended up actually working for two labs um, as a lab tech for one company called uh, Clark Environmental, and most recently a chemical analyst for a company called AES, and that's um, Analytical Environmental Services. And um, I really had an issue with setting up my resume before then, because you know, Joshua, you saw me going to, you know, job interviews every day, bro, like coming back. You know, I thought it was like the best interviews of my life. And seriously, I will go in and tell these guys all this stuff. You know, I'd be so excited. I tell them, yeah, I did this research and got this award. And I'm a, the type of person that is a leader and I'm good with people. And I feel like I can do this and that and this and that. And I thought the, you know, interviews were great. And then I'd come back and either I'd never hear from them again or, you know, I would uh get a call back and they'd be like hey you know we appreciated you but you're not exactly what we're looking for okay cool so one day on the way to a job interview i actually uh i had to take a uber that day because i didn't have a car at the time but the person that was driving me to my job interview actually was a hiring manager for another laboratory and he basically told me the three things that these labs look for specifically and one being can you follow directions uh two being can you start a project and finish it and the third being well are you at least familiar with some of the lab equipment because you got to remember a lot of these jobs uh you're going to have a lot of on-the-job training so when you get to these positions, they're not expecting you to know how to do everything correctly or to know exactly how to work the machinery. Because even if you have certain things like, for instance, uh, in my job, I work with fume hoods. I work with uh, pipetters, micro pipetters. Uh, I work with um, discrete analyzers. You know, these are all things that are in specific labs, like maybe chemistry labs, or you have stuff like if you work in a micro lab and you work with microscopes and things like that. But nine times out of 10, the company that you work for is going to have some kind of in-house way of working with that equipment that they're going to teach you along the way. And what I find is that a lot of students are scared going into these job interviews. And like me, you, you feel uh, insufficient because you're like, okay, I'm going into this position and I don't know uh, either a lot about this lab equipment or I feel like I didn't have a lot of education or I didn't have a lot of experience working with this equipment. And that's okay. As long as you got your degree and you got the education behind you, that means you've worked with pretty much all the equipment that you're going to need to work these types of jobs. And these hiring managers at these jobs, you're fresh out of college. 
you know, they know that, you know, they know that you probably haven't worked in five, six other labs before that, because how could you? They know that, okay, if this person at least has had experience with such and such, when he gets into this lab, number one, he's going to know how to conduct himself in a lab environment. Number two, these materials aren't going to look foreign, you know, <laughs> to him. So when he sees it, uh, even though it might be a little on-the-job training, it's not something that's going to be totally like, oh, I've never seen that before. So uh, that'll fit into the uh, just knowing, you know, the specifics or knowing how to, um, or knowing that you've seen that specific equipment before. And then certain things like, uh, can you start and finish a project? Uh, that's simple, you know, especially for the school I went to. Uh, Atlanta Metropolitan State College. The biggest thing for us that we had, and I'm pretty sure they had something like that for you too, Marcus and uh, Demetrius. Like you have a uh, end of the year project, right, or a senior project, something like that. Yeah. Right. So, and that right there is a way of saying, okay, this guy can start and finish a project because you start it somewhere in between your junior or sophomore semester and you finish it. When you're a senior so that right there is already in place and all you have to do is tell your uh, or make sure you put that on your resume for a hiring manager or what have you that yeah I could start I have started a project you have your receipts basically that I have started this project and I have finished it and then also you have the thing okay can this person follow directions well yeah that fits into that same category if you has started um, a research project and finish it, well, obviously, you know, you, you're not going to be the primary uh, investigator, your professor or your, uh, um, your lab teacher or your lab instructor is. So they give you instructions that you have to follow to be able to follow through with the experiment and get to the goal, which is like finishing it and getting your results. So uh, it was kind of long-winded, but those are basically the three things, especially in my field, that'll, <laughs> that'll help you uh, do really well with your resume. And nine times out of ten, get you a pretty good job. So. And I would like to add to that is, like, don't be afraid to, like, go to somebody like a resume writer. Like, they're really good at, like, fine-fitting sure. and, like, having the right, uh, I say, words uh, that, like... Um, the job they're looking for to uh for hiring um because yeah. i had, uh did my resume i had everything on there but i just wasn't using the the right language and like saying it the right way and when they redid my resume um i started getting a lot more you know buzz and i started getting a lot more uh uh, uh callbacks and stuff like that and you know hired a lot in different places so don't be afraid to do that like it's it's you know it's going to cost you something but like it's a little bit of a cost for like a bigger thing. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's great stuff, guys. Um, but yeah, Demetrius, since Chad went uh, a pretty winded uh, explanation <laughs> of his <laughs> profession, which I which I don't mind, you know, it's 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 great to to you know seek for our like, viewers. Uh, Take us all through the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At one point, it seemed like he was <laughs> language. I was like, okay. Yeah, he. Was, I, mean, I, I was I was following it a little bit. Then after a while, I, I was mean, like, I was like, okay, cool, you know. I feel like I mean it's it's good for the viewers to you know kind of get to know who we are, but uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, just um tell tell everybody um what you do and what was your experience and whatnot. Uh, what I do for a living is I uh I work with um autistic kids, so I teach them kind of like social skills. Like I teach them everything that they really they really need to uh, be successful in society or into society. 
So like simple things like emotions and stuff like that that we kind of already know, I'm teaching them stuff like that or like, uh, you know, some of them aren't verbal. So I, I teach them how to say, you know, maybe like a letter or like a word and eventually it builds up and teach them like um, how to like play with kids, like, you know, like playing like nursery games and stuff like that or how to follow like directions. Like, you know, if I tell them to stay next to me or I say, hey, come here, they will do that. Cause like a teacher's gonna do those things. So our goal is to be able to make sure like when they leave our program that they can go to school and they can, you know, they can fit in. So that's what I do. And I love, I love doing it. I've been doing it for almost three years now. Um, mm. it's, it's definitely not for everyone, but if you, uh, you like working with kids and you like, you know, you have a passion for it, I'd recommend it. That's um, cool, yeah. yeah. That's yeah it's, it's good stuff, you know, uh, it should be, um, and you know, here at the Square Roundtable, we're really big on education, especially when like uh, dealing with um kids that, well, well, um, I think it's real interesting what Demetrius does, cause uh, bully, cause uh, it, I think it's really good to prevent bullying, cause kids are, um can can be real uh, how could I put it, real um. That's a nice way to say it. Go ahead. Try to figure it out. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to say exactly what it is, but kids can be real cruel. Yeah, they have no filter. They have no filter at all. Basically, basically what Demetrius is doing here is, you know, kind of making them, uh, I wouldn't say look like everybody else, but kind of help them, uh, kind of help them uh, well, fit in better. Yeah. So they won't be so singled out from everybody. Um, because uh, everybody has everybody has things that make them special and whatnot, but unfortunately, kids just don't have the tools to see that at the moment in time. Yeah, they're very uh, honest about like if you're different, they're like, "Oh, this guy's different for whatever reason that is," and they will make fun of you for it. And then, like you know, it wasn't out of a, it wasn't out of like a fight or anything. It's just for like noticing that there's something different about you. Right. Exactly, and like you know, being different, like like being different can be like anything like you're different as in like you might be taller or you might be even smarter or your hair might be longer you know one of those things so you could just be anything kids will kids will make fun of you for anything yeah you could make be fun a, of you for having the crispiest hairline in class i've been there three hundred dollars on his hairline talking about three hundred dollars on his hairline and stuff like josh why is your hairline so crispy i don't know <laughs> I, I mean i mean you could you could dot all your eyes and cross all your teeth and a kid will literally find a way to make money like no he's the most like quiet yeah. kid in the background he's like this guy in the back is really quiet let's talk about it right right which is how school went for me a lot of the time exactly. <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's been like that for everybody for, for a lot of yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah but yeah um Marcus um tell us your experiences with stuff and what you go to college for and the stuff that you're interested in and whatnot you know well I went to school to well at first I went for art because I wanted to be an artist I wanted to be an animator I wanted to draw comic books all that good stuff so I did that for like a year and a half and then I um. I ended up taking a film class and that I failed like early on in my like beginnings in my school, my Rocky school career, as I would say. <laughs> but uh, I ended up taking it and I passed it and the professor I took it with, took, took it with, 
he actually got me more, you know, interested in film. And I was like, man, I've always liked movies and stuff. And, you know, I always had that passion for, like, making a story or just creating that, you know, kind of environment. I said, why don't I just dig deeper into it and, like, see what it's about? So I changed, I flipped my major, turned it to film, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to choose this path because either way, it's still art. So I ended up doing that. I got my um, associates in that at Georgia Perimeter, well, Georgia State Perimeter now. Um, Ended up staying with uh, Georgia State, went there, finished, got my bachelor's in film with my mind in art because it's crazy because I, I did that because I found out that I could carry all the stuff I took when I did art and I, I didn't have to do anything but take like a couple of classes. So I was like, okay, you know, I can keep my art, you know, background and do my film at the same time. So, you know, I went to school to do film and I took, um, it's, it's different, like, ways you can study it in college. You can go, like, the production stage where you, like, go through more, like, taking production classes where to teach you how to edit, um, like, how to shoot uh, camera work, what the boom mic does, uh, how to set up lights, you know, basically preparing you, like, if you're actually going to work on a set. Um, and then they also had, like, the Georgia Film Academy, but I I was a junior, so I couldn't take any of those classes because I think it was for like freshmen and sophomores. So I missed out on that. But um, you know, then you got like the writing side and the theory. So I went more towards writing and theory because I've always been interested, like I said, in writing and you know coming up with stories. So I was like, I want to understand, you know, the philosophical side of it and like you know the psyche of it like how does it work how does film actually work as far as like you know what makes this you know what makes like uh Mazen scene like that's all the elements of a film that makes it work like the set the costume design um the cinematographers you know all that stuff you see that goes into making a movie come to life you know and I learned stuff like German expressionism like where they had like those big shapes and how that was like an early part of film. Um, it, it's so it's so much stuff you learn from like the history of it, and it, it was such a joy. You know, I I enjoyed the ride. I still learn stuff every day, and hopefully, my goal is to you know start getting some stuff out. But right now, I'm I'm getting back in my creative process. You know, like trying to get my creative mind going. And I feel it's weird because I feel it like every day I might not write nothing down or I might not, you know, type anything or draw anything, but it's like, I keep getting all these ideas every day. And it's like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know where it's coming from, but I guess it's, you know, my psyche telling me, Hey man, it's time to start doing it again. You know, cause while I was in college, I was actually more creative in college than I am now because I guess I had a motivation, a motive, like, you know, I'm in school. yeah, I'm in school. I got to get, got to get these yeah. grades. But at the same time, while my mind is working, let me go ahead and pump a few little stories out and, you know, do mm-hmm. ABC. Hey. So once I got out of college, I kind of hit like a decline. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to chill for a minute because I've been working so hard for all these years. So 
was like, I'm just going to sit back. You know, if I come up with something, I will. So, actually, when I started doing this for y'all, that's what started getting me back, like, in that creative mode, like, doing little videos and stuff mm. like that. So, that's that's pretty much, you know, all I do. You know, I ain't no big, like, movie producer or nothing yet. Or no not yet. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean yeah, yeah, not yet, but you know, yeah, it's coming though. It's yeah. coming. Hey, I, got, I already know I a lot of stuff. Yeah, I just got you a, know. a nine to five job. I am part of the <laughs> the regular people, so I'm trying to work <laughs> my way there. So. Hey, we all are. Uh, Sheesh, we all trying to make it. Hey, Marcus, like what? Like not to put you on the spot, but like what kind of like genre would you want to like like kind of if you had to make a film? Like where would your, your genre be? Like. Would it be action, adventure, like, you know, et cetera? Uh, for me, it would go more into, like, well, number one, whatever I do is going to be a period piece. Because I love I love doing stuff in different, like, you know, periods and decades of history. So it's going to be some kind of period piece. Mm. But it would either, it would be a Western theme, like a film noir. Cause I love like those noir detective movies. Um, mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I love Batman. Cause Batman is a lot of film noir, which I heard Matt Reeves is kind of doing with his uh, Batman film. Yeah, and you know a little bit of action adventure. Cause you know we all nerds here at the Square Round Table, so we love comic books, Big time. And heroes. So you know I gotta you know take consideration that too. But like <laughs> I said, I love I love a little bit more Western sci-fi. You know period pieces, stuff like that, because especially like with sci-fi, a lot of sci-fi has more connections to westerns because of the themes and like the motifs they use. Like Star Wars is just like one big western, especially like now is like really obvious, like with the Mandalorian. Uh, oh, Spoiler, yeah. Uh, yeah, episode two. Episode two. Season, uh, season two, the very first episode is a straight up western, like there's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no hiding it no like trying to have little hints at Easter eggs it's a straight western so if if I had if, if I had a chance to do it I would start like in that that kind of direction because ooh, excuse me because when I wrote um when I actually wrote something in college I actually went the opposite of what I would choose to write and I did like a little romantic kind of like you know yeah, um, not drama, like a romantic period period piece, and I think um Chad and yeah, John, was the night in Harlem. Yeah, night yeah, in Harlem. Yeah, right? we had to write a, okay. a ten minute a ten minute play, and I was like, man, what can I write a play about? Because everything I want to do is like action, gunslinging, or some kind of dystopian future or something like that. So I was like, what can I do? And I was like, why don't I just write a love, like this kind of love story about two young kids, you know, two young adults, really, because they were in their 20s, you know, at a nightclub in Harlem during a time where everything was so, like, serious and the consequences were so dire, which was the civil rights movement, and just show one night of, you know, that, you know, our group of people actually enjoying, you know, a good time because at the end of the day, they were still like regular, you know, early 20s, um, you know, black and black men and women who went and still had a good time. You know, they weren't always just, that's not the only thing they did. So I was like, let's explore, you know, and let's just throw some, some names in there. Let's drop Sam Cooke as the, you know, uh-huh. 
for that night because who doesn't love Sam Cooke? You know, everybody loves Sam Cooke. He was big at that time. You know, let's let's put Muhammad Ali in there as a little cameo, you know, right before he became Muhammad Ali when he was Cassius Clay, you know, and I just centered around these people, these two people, because they were like the main focus of the story because they were from two different sides of the civil rights movement. One was from Malcolm X's side, one from Dr. King. And, you know, I wanted to show how that could clash on like, you know, the like what is political or whatever level you want to say. And then at the same time, just two people meeting each other for the first time and actually trying to interact, you know, and flirt with each other or, you know, try to get to know each other. And then on top of that, they have that, you know, in the background, like, okay, well, this is what I believe in, but, oh, this is what I believe in. But, you know, the way, the way I got it, you know, to kind of melt together and, you know, they saw, you know, the heart. That's And that's what I wanted to be about. You see the person's heart and who they really are. You know, you don't go off of what their beliefs are and the thing. And that's that's what more of the story was. So I was surprised that I pulled it off because I didn't think I could do anything like that because I've never been into, like, you know, the the, the flirty, mushy-gushy stuff. Like, I always can, like, hint at it. But to actually do a full, like, you know, dialogue, mm-hmm everything i was like wow like as i was writing it man how am i coming up with all this like it was it was one of those moments where like my hands was like this i didn't know what was going on it was like an out-of-body experience like i didn't even know what i was writing and then when i seen it (laughs) i was like damn i wrote all of that like the dot and for people out there want to get into writing and all that dialogue is the hardest thing to write because you can't make it too much and you can't make it too little like you want to cut a little fat off but leave a little bit on because you don't want to make it like drag where people will be like okay now they're just talking too long so dialogue huh. the dialogue was hard to get down the vision like as you writing it it's it's so cool like how it works as you writing and i know i'm like going on and on but i get really excited oh, you good. i did think that like as you as you <laughs> write for me as a writer Whenever I'm writing something down, it could be like a few sentences or a little description or something. I always see it in my head. And that's, I I guess that's like a filmmaker kind of thing. Like you see it in your head and you vision it, but as you write it and it's like, you can see the, you know, the scene, um, the lighting, where the camera is, or if it's like, that was a play, you know, where they would be on the stage how it would sound if Sam could like I did research on like how Sam Cook when he performed live, you know, how he would play with the mic or if he would take a smoke break in between or how he talked to the crowd. I listened to one of his live albums, you know, to kind of hear like what the crowd reaction would be like if it felt like people were sweaty or if it was real chill and you could hear women screaming and stuff. So I just, you know, tried to figure out like what these people were like back then. And it was so funny because, well, not funny, but it was interesting because I said it at a good time, but the events to follow it was, like, dark because I put it at a time, a month, I think I did, like, a month or two before he was murdered. So, like, if you pay attention to the year and stuff and the, like, time of, you know, the month, I didn't, I don't think I said a month. I think I described, like, whether it was winter or fall or something. But it's mm. right before he's murdered. So it's like, you know, 
it's a it's a story about having a good night, but the silver lining of it is in a few moments, in a month or so, he's gonna be killed. And this is like probably the last time he will perform live. And then the guy who knows Malcolm X, you know, he's gonna get killed a year later from now. So it's like, you know, these events that happen after this. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, how they're going to react to this, but they don't know what's going to happen. You do, but they don't. So to them, this is a good night. We drinking, we enjoying, you know, friends. But the as the, the reader and the viewer, you're like, man, I, I already know what's going to happen. So it's kind of like a, it's like a tragedy, love, you know, fun thing. So that's one of my pride and joy. So I'm, I'm working on getting that back out and, adding it to another story and try to turn it into like a little screenplay. So, you know, here at the Square Round Table, y'all are the first to ever hear me say this. That is the project that I'm working on. I haven't started writing yet, but that is the steps I'm taking. So that'll be something I'm holding near and dear to me. So that's my announcement, you know, to the world. Hey, put it out there, man. Let them know. Exclusive. I know I went on forever, but I can't. <laughs> no, you're good, oh, no, man. no, no. I was liking the whole thing. I was visioning that stuff. I was like, <laughs> no, man, that's dope. That's oh, yeah. Right that's, here. that's how we directors, writers, when we start talking about our stuff, we just get passionate. So, you know. Hey, that passion's hey, real, man. Yeah. There's oh, nothing yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's all that's all good stuff. Yeah. I, I actually I wanted to ask you though, Marcus, because uh I thought it was pretty interesting uh when I was I think it was like I I'll, I can't remember if it was an interview or if it was an excerpt that I read from a um, uh, a magazine with Jordan Peele. And he was just talking about, like, as a director, what he wants for his protagonist in his movies. And he was saying that a lot of his horror films, he can't really see him casting anybody other than, like, an African-American um, protagonist because these stories, you know, haven't been told and they need to be told. And that's so true from a horror perspective. You know, every time we watch it, the black guy's the first guy to die. Yep. You know, so to see uh, a horror movie play out when uh, you have a black uh, protagonist and he's like, you know, the person that survives at the end, you know, or the person that the story is about, you know, besides like Candyman and stuff like that, which was, you know, really before his time. But other things like that, you know, that's that's really needed in cinema. So I just wanted to know for you, is that something that you thought about that like going forward when you would uh, cast people in your movies? Would you want to tell relatively more black stories? Yeah, because I feel like, um, especially in film, a lot of our stories are not told from our perspective. It's told from what other people gain from, you know, books, media, and it's either people who haven't lived through that or they don't have a full understanding. And just like uh, what you said with Jordan Peele, you know, with horror, you always get the final girl who's who's a white female, and she always has to be categorized as, you know, um, like a, like masculine, and she has like a unisex name. You know, she might always have like short hair or you know, she not, you know, fully developed, you know, or she wears like boy clothes or something. And she's always the one to make it out in the end, you know, because that's how you can, that's the only way she can identify with the, uh, with the view, which is most of the time males. So 
when you factor in, you know, the guys, like you said, who always get killed off first, it's like, okay, finally, we get to see how we, you know, can survive this, you know, catastrophe or whatever is going to happen. So for me, it's, it's like just going back to my story. It's like, I want to tell this story about, you know, people who are like me and you, but they live back in that time. And you don't hmm. get to see those stories because most of the time it's always the more, you know, <clears throat> like I, I try not to say political side, but it's more like, you know, they always show the civil rights movement, um, something that has to do, you know, with Dr. King, you know, uh, Malcolm X or Rosa Parks or the Freedom Riders or sit-ins at the kitchen. It's always like, you know, it's like a history lesson. I'm like, you know, everybody's tired of seeing those history lessons. Let's just give them a good, you know, feel good, good story. story. About, yeah. You know, people having a good time. And I do think, you know, they should push for more black characters as protagonists, not just because I'm black and I, that's what I want to see, but because, you know, it's time for us to tell our stories, and, you know, for us, you know, to to be on those screens. Like, people, a lot of people try to knock Tyler Perry for his movies and say, you know, they're all the same, and it's painting a negative image of Black people and stereotypes and all this, but how, why, why should you say that? He took a chance that nobody else is going to take. He's telling stories about what he went through and his experience, you know, from his family and his friends, and he's telling that story. So you can't just say that's for the whole, you know, of black people. That's him telling his story. And I might not love all his films, but I definitely take my hat off to him because he's he's doing that. He's telling those stories from his point of view, and that's what it's about. It's from your point of view or whoever's point of view of that. That's not even with black. That's with you know, Asians, like Crazy Rich Asians, you have movies like that, you know, um, Slumdog Millionaire, you know, you get those type of movies where you can see the perspective from those people, because most of the people working on those movies of that, you know, ethnicity, so you're going to get a more authentic story than you would with a big Hollywood production where they feel like, okay, if we want to make this movie black, let's go get the biggest black director out there and stamp his or her name on it and that way it'll feel more black you know we don't need you don't have to do that just let it be a a person who's going to tell a good story pick good characters and you know just let it play out so that that's my view and maybe that's why i haven't got in hollywood yet but hey maybe it's not for me maybe i just supposed to do my own thing but but yeah i definitely if that's the answer your question chad yeah that's that's how that was a really good answer. I, I definitely, uh, I like that answer. That was, that's good. <laughs> I agree with it too. Like I really do. Oh yeah. But um, hundred percent. But uh, but another thing, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, y'all. What do y'all think about um, not being of a particular ethnicity and still trying to tell a story from your perspective? Like say, say if someone tries to make a story about um, Hispanic people but they might be African-American. Well, uh, just look at it this way. Um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis isn't a black guy, but, you know, 
Miles Morales. You know what I'm saying? So or even like, if we want to go even further, like Black Panther, like that dude was that would that like, guy wasn't made by like a, a black guy, yeah. it was made by like a white guy. So like right. it, it is what oh. is. Like, you know. It just depends on like if they're able to tell the story in a way that's not um disrespectful. Like yeah. a way of respect being respectful of it. Even if that means like uh, you know, going to those certain cultures and kind of like you know, doing that research, you know, to make sure that you're representing those people, um, you know, in the right light. Yeah. Sure. And, oh, go ahead, Marcus. Oh, I was just going to say, and that's, it's funny because um, it made, when, when we talk about that, it makes me just go back to, like, Spike Lee when they were, fin- when they were make, finna make Malcolm X, it was by Warner Brothers, and they had already had who they wanted to direct it, and it was a, um, I forget his name, but it was a white guy who was going to direct it. And Spike Lee was like, nah, man, like, I feel like I should tell that story. And he pushed to get it. And the guy who was doing it was like, you know what? I, I think he should do it because I don't think I'm the right person to, you know, to tell this story. And just like y'all are saying, you know, it all just comes down to a respect of, you know, that culture yeah. or, you know, what what's going on. Because just like if I want to make a movie about um, a group of Hispanic kids or Latino kids and they live in a black community for the first time, I'm going to go and, you know, try to not even just live with, but just see, interview people and just ask them, what was that experience like for you coming to America in a, and living in a community where you see a certain race being treated a certain way and you have to adapt to that, or maybe you get get treated the same way, you know. It's just all about, you know, how you do your research, and like you said, the main thing, the respect for the culture, and that's a big thing with, like, you know, comic books. You see these guys who create these characters, most of who, you know, are not that ethnicity, but they create these characters, and, you know, it's to reach out, you know, to those certain, you know, kids who look at these stories like us, and we don't see, you know, the, a guy that looks like us or that acts like us or have the same problems as us, you know. So I don't want to get too off subject, but yeah, that's that's what oh, I was. No, no, no. Oh, no, keep it going, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like um, I always say, I always say this to Chad, and I know Demetrius heard me say this, but I always feel like an untold like story is a uh, milestone comics like that's a story that every everybody should know especially if you are a black you know a black kid adult it doesn't matter if you love comic books you should know about milestone because they really changed like the demographic for like comic books like they were some of the first people to actually take that chance of having an all black lineup not being afraid to address real issues, you know, um, like teen pregnancy, drugs, gangs, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, they addressed it in all of their stories. Like, them, there's their version of Superman, he was an alien that came to Earth and decided to take on the persona of a slave when he could have took any kind of persona and lived that life and then become a superhero. So it's like, when you have stories like that, it's like, man, I've never seen that before because everybody's so scared to address certain things and, you know, make certain things. So shout out to uh, Milestone Comics. 
Um, yeah, definitely. Rest in peace, Dwayne McDuffie, one of the great writers of you know Milestone. But those those guys are to me some of the most important people in not just comic book history but Black history because they they started their own own comic book line and partnered with DC. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people just think, oh, they were a part of DC and DC put out the characters. But no, they partnered with them because they had their own. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're bringing it back. Like, that's the one thing I'm so happy about. Like, uh, DC fandom was like, I was like, I'm glad they're bringing that line back in February. I'm like, it's like the one thing I'm looking forward to is, you know, that. Um, uh, I got a question for you guys. Like, as far as like, you know, just growing up watching, like, you know, any, like, cartoons, anime, you know, stuff like that. You know, Saturday morning cartoons. Did you did you feel like it was something always missing from, like, the lineup that you wanted to see? But it was just like, I'm okay with it because I'm a kid and I don't understand, but it's something missing there. Yeah, like, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I, as a kid, I... I I guess I didn't really necessarily like focus on it enough. Like I was just like I was just like, man, these are good, you know, stories and whatever. But as I got older, I was like, okay, yeah, there's definitely something that is definitely missing. But I think as kids, we just kind of like are excited that are flashing lights on the screen and uh, monsters getting blown up over here. The Power Rangers are just just suiting up friendship or whatever, just beating out a beast, you know, monster of the week. Megazord here, Megazord there, villain here, you know. You know, we weren't really thinking about it like that. Like, I think the funniest thing is like, or I think a, an interesting thing is like, the original Power Rangers had a uh, diverse cast. Like, they had, uh, you know, Asian, a black guy. They had all these different, you know, people in there, and it was a cool cast. And everybody remembers that lineup. Like, there's been other iterations in that, you know, the original series, but that's what everybody remembers. That's what is that they had, you know, these different people there, and they weren't afraid to like have uh well i think it might have been a little uh, on the nose but they had him doing like hip-hop like hip-hop uh hip-hop uh martial arts or whatever yeah. and that, right. doing hip-hop uh, martial arts and stuff and hey, i'm like i thought it was the coolest thing i thought world. it was cool too yeah i was like <laughs> uh-huh. i thought it was really cool but no i think as we get older we kind of like either it's like through like you know like i guess like our parents or like maybe it's like somewhere outside force that we kind of like start realizing these things but as a kid, I don't think I really, like, I thought about it like that. Yeah. You just kind of glance over it. It was like, okay, yeah. next thing that's on, I'm watching it, and then that's right. it. <laughs> it was like, uh, most thing was like, is this a good show? It, am I entertained? If I'm not yeah. entertained, I'm flipping the channel. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just, um, I, I, I can kind of uh, agree with you on that one, Marcus. Like, it's a... Uh, I definitely felt like there was something missing for me. Um, and I talk about it all the time because when I was younger, especially like on uh, Saturday mornings and all that kind of stuff, I would, I was a huge like Bill Nye fan, huge uh, Bill Nye fan. Uh, I love Dexter's lab and stuff like that. And I was just truly interested like in that career. Like it made me want to just like, I thought science was so cool. Like, I really did. Like, it was just, like, I loved, I was, like, obsessed with Bruce Banner, like, Joshua, you remember the whole, remember when mom and dad painted the room green and purple? <laughs> you know, I had this, like, ridiculous, like, Hulk uh, obsession forever. But, yeah, and even 
when I was a, a little kid, my first career day, I begged my parents to buy me a, a lab coat and a, uh, and a uh, microscope and all that kind of stuff. You know, so it was just like, and but the funny thing was, like, I thought that being a scientist was like really like kind of like a fairy tale because I looked at them as superheroes. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh man. And whenever I pictured it, you know, I thought of a guy that looked like Bruce Banner. You know what I'm saying? I thought of, you know, Bill Nye. You know, I thought of these guys that, you know, it they didn't look like me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see myself reflected in these, you know, people and characters and all that kind of stuff. So for the longest time, literally until I got to be a grown man, I just didn't, subconsciously, I didn't think that career was something that was uh, possible, you know, for me, just because I didn't see it. So, you know, yeah, that was definitely something missing for me. I wish that, um, and I like that, how, how they're doing that now with a lot of characters. Um, and even though some of them, like Demetrius talks about a lot of times, are really just like characters that are flipped and turned, like that were already one race and now they're another, yeah. you know, like like you got your Miles Morales, which is really a good um, example, but then you got like your uh, Ironheart, Riri. Riri Williams. <laughs> Let's talk about her. Let's talk about her. But, but even though, even though some of those might not be that great, I still wish that when I was a kid, you had yeah, all had that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish that I mean, representation was there. And then I know I could have like, it, I, I won't say things would have been too much more different from me because I, I still kind of got there. But at the end of the day, you know, I still wish when I was a kid, I had that, you know, person to look up to that was a black guy that looked like me, you know, yeah. that would have been really cool, you know, you know, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but, oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's far from me growing up, I didn't really, it was really nothing missing because, uh, like, a lot, I got a lot of my representation from, um, from, like, a family guy and the boondocks. Because, you know, I, yeah, I watched yeah. a whole lot of Adult he's, Swim. He's the youngest one here. He, you he, can uh, tell. Yeah, he didn't watch some Saturday morning cartoons. He was like, he never had that thrill of, like, running to the TV, like, oh, man, I got to catch it at the beginning or I'm going to miss it. He was, just like, <laughs> right. he was like, man, I'm going to stream it on, uh, what, uh, Netflix, so, you know. I mean, right. I mean, like, I, I was just a really, I was just a really simple kid, you know, like, uh, like, um, as far as superheroes are concerned, like, I, like, a Spawn was enough. Like, Spawn was black, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. You got one black superhero, so you know we exist. Oh well, moving on. But like I wasn't really tripping on like how like, man, there's only one. Where are the rest? No, I wasn't tripping on that. I was just like, okay, we got Spawn. Now back to transformers so like That's basically right. like yeah. my saturday cartoons were transformers for the most part and uh and you know, sleep on transformers <laughs> and, and uh my dude uh what's his name with uh, the 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 visible gun uh banning uh right. banning key banning key yeah. talk about i got you oh, pegasus yeah. i'm like Bro, why did you figure his gut out like that? Like, and that I'll be honest, Demetrius, thing. that was like the only time that I really watched. Like, I was so heavy on One Piece, like back when it came on. Oh, <laughs> so really? You were heavy on it? That's back when I really used to ask yeah. Joshua, bro. Then we really? stayed watching One Piece, bro. And, and now, now you, we now did. You... Like every um every time we come home um from football practice, yep. we turn on One Piece before we get yep. it before like before like I got okay. it. All right. So you guys are dedicated. Watch it all the time, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, we back in the early, pants, back in the early One Piece days. Yeah, we used to the watch four it kids like days, the four kids, the four, days, the four, the four kids, kids days. days. Man, yeah, oh, man. man. Let's not talk to. about the fact that they put my man Sanji with a lollipop, but had the little thing still lit. Yeah, and that's funny, <laughs> and that's hilarious because yeah. I, I had such a problem with that because like when I got back to watching it when I got older, I was like. I thought that was, I thought he thought it was a lollipop. I didn't realize that was like a cigarette. For real, I had no idea. Like, so. I always thought, it, I always thought it was a lollipop, too. That's I, right. I always, I always had questions about it. I was like, why is it smoking? Like, I was like, that doesn't make sense, but all right, it's anime. So, like. <laughs> right, but nah, man. Like, and can we talk about how, like, that era is just over with? Like, Saturday morning cartoons isn't a thing. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's all streaming now. It's so depressing, bro, because it's nothing like – I think I wrote a poem about it um, for my creative writing class. Like, it's nothing like waking up in the morning, getting you a bowl of cereal, you know, or pot tarts, whatever whatever your go-to is that morning, sitting down and from what, like, what is it, like 10 o'clock to like 1 or something, you get nothing yes, bro. like cartoons. And then after that, you can switch over to Cartoon Network. And they got a whole yes. lineup that Saturday. Like mm-hmm. the whole Saturday was lit, and it's just like you know, it was lit. That's that's how yeah. I that's how I taught myself how to draw from watching Saturday uh, morning cartoons. Like yeah. I didn't know how to draw. This was me the whole time. <laughs> I'm looking up, looking yeah. down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, bro, you remember like when I um... at, the, at the TV? I'm over there like this. I'm like, telling you, bro. I can't get. it's it's just. It's like you said, Demetrius, like the times are so different now. Like everything is accessible to like streaming platforms. You can go on YouTube and find stuff. But like it kind of lost the magic. It lost the yeah. magic. It was us, a beautiful yeah. thing, man. People waking up at five in the morning and like watching Digimon, like that was the that was the hype. <laughs> people don't understand. For you for you kids that were born probably I'll say after ninety five. I give ninety five the latest. Yeah, I'll give ninety five yeah. that. People don't understand when we were kids, the internet sucked because it was slow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Talk about dial up. <laughs> if, if your mom got on the phone while you was looking for something, it crashed the whole internet. Yes. You had to yes. buy software to update the computer to work yes. on Windows or whatever. So it's like, you was like, man, I'm not going to put myself through that. So you was just like, okay, I'm going to get my TV guy. I'm going to change to the TV guy channel. <laughs> and see what's coming on today, or I'm just going to wing it and just watch Cartoon Network all day and see what's up. And, you know, Channel 3, though? Like, when you went to, like, Channel Channel 3, and it was just a slew of cartoons, just random Uh, stuff. Godzilla, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Jackie Chan's Adventure, you know, Pokemon, you know. Come on, we had it. We had the lineup, man. You it, it loses the magic because back then it's like one day you'll be watching and boom, here comes this new like show and it's like, oh man, what is this? And it's either a hit or miss. Like for me, um, when Static Shock first premiered, yeah, I knew nothing about it. That I didn't know nothing about milestone comics or anything because, like I said, we were kids. So like it's funny here, Josh say what he said about you know how it was for him because it was already laid. The bricks were laid and all that stuff was out there. But for mm-hmm. us, 
it was like, wow, what is this? I've never heard of this. At this point, all I knew about was Black Panther, and I seen him in one cartoon, and that was like Fantastic Four when he owned them. Let's let's put that in there how he owned them. But that's yeah, a, he did. Another yeah. conversation, but it's just like you know, you see Static Shock, he's like, wow, uh, a teenage uh, superhero who's who's like me, and he's smart. He's not somebody who you know who doesn't know how to speak or he's not doing good in school or he shies away from being a nerd. Like he embraces these things that I I try to, you know, that I'm trying to figure out myself how to embrace. So when you see a show like that, it's just like, wow, bro, where has this been all this time? And like, it's just like, everything is all, is all laid out for you. And you know, this is coming at this time of the month. Or next year you get in this show and no nothing's really a secret nothing's yeah. a secret and like you can always catch something later on you can, you know it's that it's not that rush to go like, to catch it like right when it premieres like back in the day like if you didn't catch Saturday morning our cartoons you were just out of the loop you just you didn't watch it yeah, yeah you're just out of the yeah. loop man like you and you would the next week would be a whole different thing you're like okay what's going on here and you would that's like dragon ball z you if you didn't catch that episode <laughs> of dragon ball z going to school <laughs> it was pure hell because bro, man, everybody, was talking, everybody about it. was talking about <laughs> it. Bro, i'm telling you bro like sonic sonic x was the worst because they made a new episode every week bro. Yes, bro. I, 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 yeah. I can never get caught yeah. up on that show Shaolin Showdown was the same. Oh, Shaolin Showdown was my stuff. I love that. Uh Could never get caught up. I I was caught up. I was on it. That show, I was on that. Speaking of streaming like platforms now, how do you guys feel about them going on this heavy like nostalgia ride now? Um, For example, they're bringing back the Animaniacs. You know, you know shows like that that as kids you watch. And we enjoyed them because, you know, it was raw. It was, you know, different. They were taking chances and it was new. But Great question. Do you, feel like, do you feel like it's more of a cash in now because we're adults and they know we're going to probably go back to it for the nostalgia? Or are y'all just kind of like oversaturated with, with um, all the nostalgia they're pumping out at us? Even like in shows like, you know, um, Stranger Things, uh, just any show that, pushes heavy off of like nostalgia now like how do y'all feel about them bringing that stuff back and you know just pumping it back into us as adults uh i mixed emotion about it like i like it because like you know i love those things as kids so like i'm obviously gonna watch it but at the same time i know it's a cash grab like i just know it is like i know they're doing it to play on my uh nostalgic of like you know back in the day when i was a kid i was like oh i love this thing and now that they're bringing it back and giving it the story now I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna watch it because like I knew it when I was a kid, and I'm already attached to it. and I have a love for it, and I feel like that's the same thing like with like if for example to go off of a tangent like Star Wars, like that series right there had completely finished. I saw the prequels, and then they literally had uh what was it Last Jedi? Not Last Jedi. Last uh was it Last Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm using my movies right now. Okay, but uh, Rise of Skywalker and. That was just a nostalgic trip of everything that Star Wars had. And I loved it, but at the same time, I just, I, I, after that movie, I just, I, it made me not want to go back to it because I was like, okay, I know I've seen it all. There's no more, there's no more of it. So it's like, I don't know, I kind of rambled, but like, it's like a mixture oh, of like, it's like a mixture of like love, hate, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 
I mean, you know, it's kind of like for me, I liken it to uh, seeing a magic trick after they already explained to you how it's done. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that kind of shit. <laughs> it's just like, it's, no, for real, because it's just like, okay, the first time I watched Animaniacs, my mind was blown. I was yeah. like, dude, what is this? Like, what am I looking at right now? And then it's like my brain as a child, you know, that just got off of watching something really simple, like, I don't know, the Wiggles or something, whatever I was watching back then. But to go to something that was as cutting edge as Animaniacs, which was making jokes that now I understand what they were saying, but back then, I was just like, what am, away with it, what am like I Like fingerprints? Like fingerprints? That <laughs> fingerprints, though? Right. Exactly, <laughs> but it's just like now, now it's just like, it's just like, hey, you know, remember this? We're going to do it again. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, no, it's tainted now. It's tainted. Exactly. Like, I, and, and um, yeah, uh, what are you saying, Chad? Oh, oh no, no, no. I, I'm going to let you go ahead, Josh. But I, all I was saying is just that it's it's tainted, man. It's just like um, when they tried to bring back Kingdom Hearts after 100 years. It's just like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's just like, yeah. you know, it when it was pure, you know what I'm saying? You should have kept it coming. But now it's just like, oh, yeah, let's make some money off of these 30-year-olds that, you know, because it's not for the kids now. Kids now, let, let me explain something. Let me, let me just, I'm going <laughs> to get on my soapbox for a minute here because kids nowadays, they don't care about cartoons. You know, they don't. Have they you don't seen care Cartoon Network? Have you seen it? Today. Yeah, I've seen it. The, so all of that stuff that that's coming out right now, like the new Toy Story movies, you know, this, the Animaniacs, all the old uh, stuff that they're bringing back, or even um, Milestone Comics with Static Shock, they know what they're doing. That's for us. That's yeah, for the 30-year-olds. All of that is is a nostalgia cash grab. And they know mm. that we're going to pay for it again because that's what we liked when we were kids. But like I said, now it's tainted because you already showed me how the trick works. You're like, okay, yeah, but do you want to see it again? And this time we're going <laughs> to put some extra stuff on it. No. <laughs> like, I, hate, I hate when they modernize it. Like they modernize uh, it and they put like smartphones in it. Like, uh, like, yeah. like a great example. Like uh, why does Sora have a smartphone in Kingdom Hearts 3? Right, Perfect. yeah, it's modernized, man. We gotta make Perfect. it for the kids, like, man. Crazy, bro. Like, if they did bring back like the Animaniacs now, all of them are gonna have like iPhones. No, no they right. are. In they the, are in the, them back. in the trailer, they literally all have like smartphones, and they talk Ooh. about like social media, bro. So I'm like, That's I'm crazy. Good. I got, I, I got that. Yo, I don't want to punch you, bro. And see, my thing is, it the only time it works for me when they bring back a show. If it was a show that was canceled and it stopped at a point where it was getting good, like Samurai Jack. Yes. I was going to say that example. That's a great example. Out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. it just stopped. And we was like, okay, so they're never going to tell us how to end it. And then when they brought it back and made it for us, as far as putting it on Adult Swim, which it should have always been on anyway. Yeah, definitely. That's what kind of feel it was. I was like, okay, that's great. Because now we get to see you know, his story finished. When they do it like that, is I'm fine with it. But like like you guys said, when it's just bringing it back, like, yeah. oh, yeah, let's, take, let's take the the Warner Brothers and the sister, dump them in 2020, and they're probably going to make some, like, whack COVID joke or something. You know it. 
I can already hear Rob Paulson saying something yes, about bro, COVID. Like, I can hear it in my head right now. Like, <laughs> like if they bring Ren and Stimpy back, like you're not gonna want to watch that now because oh, it, no. it, it came out for the time it was because, especially back then, you could get away with more and say more and people not be so sensitive about it. But now yeah. Yeah. everybody's sensitive about what you say and what you do, so you can't do things now. Yeah. And, and that's exactly. that's what it is about a lot of this stuff they're bringing back. You know, it's it's like we don't we don't have a need for it anymore. If I want to watch it, man, yeah. I just mm-hmm. go on one of my streaming things on YouTube and watch it on old LG. Yeah, because wow. it's just like because the the uh, the cultural impact isn't going to be the same because most. I'll put it to you this way: everything, and here's why stuff like that doesn't work right now because everything is so accessible. Like if if you want to know, you know what's going on, uh, just go ahead and watch like you know SNL or something because somebody's gonna have some kind of like, uh, how do you put it? What's that word I'm looking for? Um, satire. Satire, exactly. Everybody's gonna have the Tonight Show. You know, watch anything, cooking show. Everybody does satire now. Back in the day, like back then, cartoons, you know, satire wasn't nobody doing it like that and then when animaniacs came around it was just like whoa you know like are you serious like a children's show like having satire talking about actual people that actually exist you know what i'm saying that you know it's it's like everything's doing like like you talked about family guy joshua family guy does it you know american dad does it Rick and Morty do, does, it, you know what I'm saying? Boondocks, and yeah, boondocks, boondocks. So it's like it's not a brand new thing anymore. Like I said, it's that magic trick. Everybody's doing it now. So it was just like, well, now bring back dust, dust off the Animaniacs. No, they're not culturally relevant anymore. They're not like they used to be. So it was just not gonna. It's not gonna have the same effect. It's just not. Okay. I got a question. Exactly. What do you guys think about like if they bring back a show but they like switch up the animation like for this for current era like you know like they'll like take like let's say for instance that I can think about from Cartoon Network they took like uh, what was it um, well two they took Ben Ten and they and they re- and made it for this current era and it like looked really like um, they chowed it down and then they did like that with like uh, Teen Titans Teen Titans yeah yeah that's a good example. How do you feel about like that kind of uh, you know that kind of is that a downgrade or, is it, or do you, are you okay without that like is it like offensive or not offensive but like do you feel like kind of like betrayed <laughs> you know you know <laughs> you have to take it now you have to take it with a grain of salt because just like with Teen Titans that's a perfect example a great show because it had elements of anim um, anime. Um, you know, comic book. The the mm-hmm. art style was anime. Like that show was like heavily anime. Like as far as art style, yeah, the way the characters mm-hmm. did. Like when they had big faces and the eyes and stuff, just little stuff like that. So you know, the art style of it. You know, we grew to love that because it appealed to all of the things we like. And then you know, you bring it. You hear the word, we bring it back. You automatically think, okay, they're gonna finish the season. And then you turn on the TV, and it's like. They making a mockery of something because that show was very serious. It wasn't like a campy, like yeah. kids show that talked about. Yeah, I'm going to say today, like they had some real stuff in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it, it, 
Teen Titans Go. Yeah, it's funny sometimes, but it's like, man, like, why did you have to, you know, kind of do that and and bring this this weird looking animation style and make these characters who were serious campy? And it's okay for the kids now because, like Chad says, they don't care. They don't care if it's funny or they like how it mm-hmm. looks. It's like my niece. She'll sit down in front of the TV and I can turn anything with cartoons on and she'll just about watch it because she doesn't care. It's just, it looks cool or it's funny or she can, you know, she can repeat what it says. So it doesn't matter now. And that just goes back to us. It's like you have these creators now who are like, well, I want to bring this stuff back, you know, and finish it off. But, you know, we have to do this or we have to go through that. And it's just, it's the way the business is now and how they're trying to sell. And that's another thing. A lot of people don't know with these cartoons, a lot of reasons why these shows are canceled or they don't last long or you don't see them anymore is for one of the most stupidest reasons. And it's sales, the sales on like merchandise as far as like toys, t-shirts, you know. I was just about to say that. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. That's why Young Justice was canceled because of the toy sales and the, um, I think it was like little girls wasn't watching it or something like that. So the view, you know, the views were down. And that's another show where they brought it back and finished the season. And it's, you know, it did great. Like I'm, I just started on the third season and it's amazing. So, you know, it's it's just like you, you like I said you gotta take it with a grain of salt, man. Because either you know you know it's gonna be some letdowns, and then you know you're gonna get some gems in there sometimes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you was gonna say? Oh, I was just saying. Oh, I, I kind of like remember like because I remember the big buzz about it when it first like Teen Titans Go. They were like they were promoting it really heavy. And I think it was me and one of my, I think it was my brother or somebody, we sat and we watched it and we were just like, we were just like, we just felt like it just was this just wasn't for us. And we're like, yeah. why is, you know, why is it like this? And why are they saying this? And why are they not like fighting Slade? Like, where's Slade at? Like, like, yeah. you know, I was like, like, where are the things that I know? And like, and, and, and I was just like, you know, and I was like, and I, being that I work with kids, like they watch Teen Titans go all the time and they love it. And I'm like, well, it's not for me, but like, you know, it was once was for me, but now it's not. Like, I just got to be okay with that. I just gotta exactly. Was, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Like, it was cool for about a season. Yeah, literally. Right. <laughs> really? Like, it was a I mean, but it progressively got dumber. It progressively. Yeah, got it just dumber. got stupid. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. like no reason. Yeah. And the the funny part is, I could really like me and Josh will talk about it all the time. I can see when that change happened because for the longest I really praised Cartoon Network because what they did was grow with their audience like as we got older the content started getting more mature and instead of talking down to us they tried to bring something to the table that had uh, continuity like a lot of cartoons really groundbreaking stuff you know what I'm saying a lot of cartoons that acted as like you know soap opera or acted as like a you know, uh, uh, thrillers, or they didn't really have the, um, wow, I'm, I'm losing the word. Uh, damn, I can't think of that word. But either way, it's like, they didn't really have the thing to where you have an episode and yeah, then some crazy... Well, yeah, the continuity, but, you know, you have an episode mm-hmm. and something happens, and then at the next episode, everything's back to normal. They didn't do that. And yeah. oh, I feel yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, they had a meeting somewhere in there in the Uncle Grandpa era 
And they were like, you know what, guys? None of this is selling. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Oh my god! That's exactly what happened. Because there was there was uh, there was a Venture Time, there was a regular show, and then like uh, Uncle Grandpa came out, and, and you were just like, this is where it is. Yeah, and then they threw Uncle Grandpa in there. I was like, okay. I smell some bullshit. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll go I'll go with it. I'll go with it. But and then it's just like, boom, Uncle Grandpa gone. Even though me and Joshua kind of liked it a little bit. I'm not even gonna lie. But um, yeah. Adventure Adventure Time gone. Yeah. Steven Universe gone. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends gone. Flapjack gone. I'm like, God, dog. And then they started saying, well, if you want to watch these shows, you can tune in to our website, but we're not going to play it on the station. And I'm just like, and that's when they brought in Teen Titans Go! And now Cartoon Network is nothing but Teen Titans Go! And they bring in these little stupid shows that are only going to last for a season. Like, they literally have a show now that's about a apple and a celery I stick. I saw that. I saw that. I literally watched yeah. an episode of that with one of my kiddos. Apple and like, I was like, this is dumb. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Now, I will say, it's one show that they have now that is a bright spot, and that's Craig of the Creek. I, I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Craig of the Creek. Yeah. That show reminds me of how we used to. It's, it's about kids actually going outside to play and interact with other kids. Yeah. And it's funny to see a show like that now when everything is so tech, you know, technological, like based and all that. And yeah. Even though they use yeah. like their phones and stuff in the show, they still go out and be kids and play. Yeah. You know, have those little like adventures. Like when we used to go play in the woods, you know, you imagine that, you know, to see that, it brings you. Now, that's the kind of nostalgia I like where it brings me back. And then yeah. you can connect with the kids now and be like, hey, this is how we used to play outside. You right. know, so, you know, you can still have your phones and stuff, but go play outside. So I love that show. And that's another good, you know, show of representation of a, a black family. You got his brother is smart. He's he's going to school. You know, his parents, they got decent. Job. I think his mom owns like a hair salon. Uh-huh. Craig is a, is a bright kid. His sister is a little smart ass, but I love her. Uh, you know, it's just it's a it's crazy that you know people will say, "Well, you a grown ass man, and you watching a cartoon about a kid." I mean, yeah. I once was a child, like, right. that's a, <laughs> like you were a child at a time, like that doesn't make you feel good that you can see something that reminds you of your childhood. Like everything ain't gotta be so like super serious that you watch. So, but here's yeah. my thing to that, bro. Here's my thing to that. You you, you know, people want to talk about that and they're like oh you watch you know Craig the Creek or oh what is this anime? anime but it's like bro like what do you watch like <laughs> divorce court and it's like bro please like get it get out of here man like but what I will say is that Craig, there has to be uh, a black person writing that script because that Craig of the Creek Thanksgiving episode was way too accurate. Yeah. That episode was amazing. That yeah, episode was the uh, most accurate. When he goes to his grandpa's house with the cicadas and the deer coming and eating the stuff and uh, yes, they had the most recent one where his mom dressed up as Missy for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. bro, like, how can you not? Because it's funny. Because me and my brother said we was like, bro, 
this show is probably not gonna last. Well, it's probably gonna be like ten episodes, and they're gonna just like drop it. And the fact that it's still going, I was like, bro, that is amazing. Because I never thought a show like that would last that long now. And that, that just yeah. shows you something. Mm-hmm. People like original, just good quality shows where it's just about fun. And it, it's not too serious. It's not too campy and comedic. It's just a good show. That's really a family yeah. show that everybody can watch together. So, yeah. True. If y'all yeah. are, you was out there, if y'all watching, Y'all never seen it, you know, sit down with your kids, your nieces, nephews, mother, father, grandma, and just watch Craig of the Creek, man, and just have yeah. a good time. It's a good show. Just, just take a load yeah. off, man. Don't be too serious, man. Yeah. Chill. Exactly. This is like the best time to watch it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can't go nowhere, so you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, what a what right. a better time, you know, to sit back and watch some good old cartoons. But but yeah, yeah. guys. So talking about uh, black representation and cartoons and in media, I'm you. You all knew I was gonna say it. So what do y'all think about the costumes? I would, if, I, if you didn't say it, I was going to talk about it. Let's talk about my man, uh, home, uh, his home, homemade suit. Why, man, oh why is he wearing them Tim's? I don't even know why he brought this up, Second, Secondly, why is this spider like that, man? <laughs> Chad, because you asked this question, we're going to let you go first. You are, you are very, very you are, you, yeah. subject, and I love You're it. very it's passionate. Funny, it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> You're passionate, man. Give us a, give us a feel. Like for y'all out there who don't know Chad, when it comes to Miles Morales, like he's the biggest advocate on like how they yeah, treat him as a character. Uh-huh. So like, he really yeah. like goes in when like he sees something wrong. And when I I show off, like none of them knew how any of the costumes look except for a couple. And I I, I knew him, about them. Yeah. I said, hey, I said, hey guys, they got him in Tim's and. Chad and Josh was like, no, you joking. I was like, I'm so serious. And when I sent it to them, Chad was like, no. So Chad, <laughs> the, the Dad, go away. It's all you. Yeah. I, you know, you know, guys, all I want to say is just that treat my because I love Miles, man. Miles is my dude. Because number one, I've always been a huge Spider-Man uh fan. Always been a huge fan. So I was just like, you know, once they said that, oh, we got a black Spider-Man, I was completely sold. You know, it's just like, but treat him like you treat the other characters. I'm just like, yo, just because this dude is black, man, I get it. You know, he's from New York, you know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's cold outside. So, you know, he's got the the jacket with the fur on it. You know, he's rocking some Tim's. But why in the world is he going to have Tim's in a Spider-Man outfit? A Spider-Man outfit with Tim's? Y'all, like, that doesn't even look comfortable to run around in. No. I'm just like, I'm like, bro, so you get his man Tim's, and then he has another outfit with a bomber jacket. I'm just like, bro, would you see Peter Parker wearing that? Y'all would laugh if y'all saw Peter Parker and some Tim's in a bomber jacket. I'm just like... Like I said, with a polo and some Sperry's on. With a polo and some Sperry's on. My thing is like, I'm like, bro, what y'all gonna do next? Get my boy a chain? You know what I'm saying? It's just like... Hey, get bro, him a do-rag. Right, 
Like, you know what? Let's just have Miles Morales and a, and a Spider-Man wife beater and some gems <laughs> with a chain. And let's not even have... Right. Let's not even have a Spider-Man emblem. Just put like some fried chicken on his back and call it a day. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Have y'all ever seen? I think it was like a a Deadpool like comic or like cover, and he was like Ali, uh, Ali, uh, Gia, whatever that uh, character. Sasha oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like yeah, the chain with the yeah. with the like big coat and the, the I think it was Tams or something he had on. I was like, bruh. That's what Miles looking like. That's what Miles looking like. Like you said, Chad, we we get it. He's yeah. black, but he's not just black. He's Latino and black. So it's like you don't have to oversaturate him with like this stuff to connect us. We we all get it. He's a black superhero. Look, Don't look. you have to give him Tim's man? Like we, we can we can see. We have eyes. We can see colors. Like, and another thing I like to say is um it's almost like um the next thing they're gonna do is just cut the top part off of his um off his um <laughs> off the, cut the top part off of his mask so you can see his waves. So you can see his waves right. exactly. He can be brushing his hair while he's swinging. <laughs> exactly. But the the thing with me y'all is like I liked in um in Spider-Verse, like the, the costume he had with that, I'm like, cool, it was nice, it was urban, he had Jordans on okay. with but but I'm like, dude, well, how come every time we see this guy now, it's a running trend? And even in the video game they did it, they just switched it instead of wearing Jordans, now he's wearing some Adidas. It's like, come on, y'all. I don't want to keep seeing Miles Morales in a hoodie and some shorts. It's like, dude, just yeah. give him a Spider-Man outfit. He has a nice Spider-Man outfit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let him let him rock the fit and call it a day. Like he ain't gotta wear sneakers every time. Let's, let's I be mean, practical. That's... You know, let's be practical here. Like, yeah, still, like it's not practical to be you know wearing Tim's swinging around New York City. Like you're not gonna be able to crawl on walls with the Tim's on, man. You're you're gonna be sitting there trying to crawl and you're gonna be sliding. Cause... I can't even run in no Tim's, right. bro. So I don't know how you would swing around in New York City with some Tim's on, like. As soon as he land on a window, he going straight through that. He going straight. <laughs> exactly, man. That, that exactly. Let's not harp on the fact that he's black so much, you know? It's like he's yeah. Spider-Man. He's, exactly. <laughs> like, Thank like, you, Josh. At the end of the day, we can obviously see he's black or, you know, Afro-Latino. We, we obviously can see that. You don't need to be like, well, um, how can we sell him, you know, sell his black? How can we sell that? Oh, Tim. Hmm, that's not enough. Let's give him a bomber jacket. Hmm, let's do another thing. Let's uh, let's really uh, give him that do rag kind of look, you know? Or <laughs> right, like like he has a. I mean, and I get it, guys. You know, I understand. You know, you want to have that kind of representation, but you said it best, Marcus. This is like in a video game. I want to kind of escape from the BS that I got to go through every day. Yeah. So why should you have mm. it foghorned in a video game that you know? Uh, like I, I saw some people online making comments about that. They're like, "Oh wow, there are people on the game wearing face masks and 
They have Black Lives Matters, and even Miles has like, doesn't he have like a unlockable Black Lives Matter? Yeah, it's yellows. It's Uptown Pride. Uptown like Pride, thank you. Uptown, Uptown Pride. Pride. I'm just like, you know, I, I understand. And if you wanted to have a wink to that, because I'm not insensitive, I'm not at all. But like, my biggest thing is let's not make it a profitable selling point that he's black and that black people are going through something right now. Let's not try to monetize that, guys. You know, we understand that Miles Morales is a black character. He's a Afro-Latino male. I understand that, and I, I respect him as a character. I respect him as much as I respect Peter Parker. It's like, so let's give him that same respect. You know, he doesn't need all of these extra accessories because he's a black guy and black guys have swag. Like, no, like, just, he's a superhero, man. Like, he don't need what miles what is miles going around with a with some with some head muffs and a and a a, a leg warmers and the leg warmers yeah and leg warmers man needs leg warmers guys really i don't now i see i've seen in the comic books spider-man with like a scarf on or a scully or something because you know it might get too cold and he might not have the right suit on that day or something yeah with the leg warmers and the leg warmers. Like, what he need earmuffs for? He has a mask on. Like, can we talk about? Can we talk about the end costume? Can we talk about the end costume? That one, like that, the end where he did that like camo. In the comic that, book, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that camo and the, the yeah. you know the yeah. What do you think about that, Chad? Like that 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 your favorite costume? You, you know, you rocking that one when the game comes out? <laughs> no, nah, man. I mean, that one's just like. I respect that costume a little bit more than the uh, than the what do you call it, the Tim's costume with the oh Tim's the uh, homemade costume but, the homemade costume yeah I, I respect that more than the home I'll be honest the costume uh, the pseudo Peter Parker s costume that he has where he kind of has the same color palette as Peter Parker yeah. that's that one's actually been my favorite out of all of them so far yeah. as far as like the ones that aren't miles morales specific colors but no nah, man i just think it's too much you get this man baggy camo cargo oh come on guys like i i just can't get down with that hey, hey. i guarantee you when he makes if and when he makes his debut in the mcu i guarantee you he's gonna come onto the screen this i i can see it right now how marvel's gonna do it it's, it's gonna damn sure be like a pan up or a pan down shot like you gonna see you gonna see the Jays in this shot, and they gonna pan up or either zoom out or he gonna be like in the background. You gonna see a black kid with like a fro and some Jays on, and they gonna and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, that's Miles because he has on the Jordans." So that's Miles Morales. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, I hate that you're right. Yeah, I'm laughing because I'm laughing because you're right, man. You're completely right. That's yeah. how we're gonna do it. I'm just like. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be a good game regardless, you know. Right. You know, it's, it's gonna be good. I'm still gonna get it, you know. Tomorrow when I'm it comes out, I'm gonna try to get it. Damn, so not putting him in no tails, bro. Like, oh no, I'm, I'm probably gonna stick with that 20.99 suit, you know. That's that. It's that, that, got the vibe, but it's like the one of the better suits out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And just a little quick shout out. Happy birthday. Leonardo DiCaprio, one of the greats. The hey. Oh yeah, HBD, yeah. man. Well, his birthday was yesterday, but you know, I, I I still want to say that happy birthday to Leo. 
Basically, basically. I mean, and then like following up with roles like Wolf on Wall Street and The Great Gatsby, it's like, how do you not get like anything for those roles? But you got to get eaten by a bear <laughs> to get some. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, yeah he's. But he's a he's definitely a great um actor that certainly is I mean, if you look up the definition of like, you know, uh, like underrated, like he's right there because like people just don't see it. And I don't know why. He's cause he's amazing. Yeah. So definitely. He's definitely one of the great. Oh yeah. Of fellow, course, of course. The Caprio you know, fans up. out there and filmmakers, you know, shouts out. Break up all that uh, Spider-Man uh, trash talk we were doing a couple yeah. days ago. Just, speaking of, like, you know, Spider-Man and video games and films, uh, like, you know, just tell for the guys here, just tell everybody right now, you know, what, what you might be watching or what yeah. video games you're playing, what comic books you might be reading or <laughs> You know, some what what's going? What are you guys like? In you know, doing right now as far as like, especially with COVID, when we can't go to the movies and stuff. Like as far as like shows, you going back and watch. You know, just let our viewers mm-hmm. know. You know what we watching out here, what we doing in our spare time. Uh, okay. Go ahead, uh, Josh. Oh, all right. Well, well, yeah. Um, basically, um, when I'm not when I'm not uh doing college work. Because I go to, I mean, well, oh yeah, well, I, I go to college kid. for uh, what? I need that college <laughs> kid, guys. College kid, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so when I'm not doing that, and um, I go to college for um for um software engineering, and I graduated with um I graduated at Atlanta Tech for avionics. So nice, yeah, yeah, you know. So I just uh, want to be. I was gonna get my bachelor's in software engineering. So. When I'm not doing that stuff, I've been uh, trying to get back into Gundam because I don't really watch the show that much. I played some of the games, so I've been trying to look at where I can, where I can um legally watch the show. Oh, he wants to <laughs> legally watch it. Yeah, yeah. Country yeah. Roll Funimation, they they don't got it there. <laughs> exactly, and uh, you know, shout out to Overwatch because uh, I'm also oh, playing man. a whole lot of that. So. Oh yes. <laughs> are you getting? Are, don't they have Overwatch two now? Or are you are you getting Overwatch two? Of course, like they haven't um they haven't released they haven't um said when it's coming out. So of course, when it comes out, I'm definitely copping it. Oh yeah, oh for sure, man. Like that's oh, yeah. Um yeah yeah. So, sure. What about y'all? Um me, I'm obviously watching anime. You know, got to. Uh, I'm watching right now. I'm watching Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a uh, a cult show. It's about a guy who uh ingest a demonic finger and uh become uh somewhat of like a i guess it's in a way like a naruto karama kind of situation where he has the demon in him and he can kind of use it and it kind of can take over mm-hmm. him but it's kind of interesting because it doesn't play into the same effect of like where karama was like i don't like you at first like i mean it does but it's like the guy tries to take advantage of him and he like tries to take he tries to wait for the moment that he like flips up and then he goes like crazy with his body and starts like doing like a lot of bad stuff or whatever but it's a really good show um obviously i'm uh re-watching um jojo's bizarre adventure yeah we, we, we went back and rewatched <laughs> that 
because uh, that's a crazy route. Uh, been reading manga. Uh, been playing Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Uh, I think it's called Legends, uh, which is I'm great. Get on it too, Demetrius. I'm gonna huh? get on it. Oh yeah, you gotta get up on it because we gotta we gotta co-op. Smart playing it, yeah. Yeah, we gotta yeah. co-op. Um, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to obviously Miles Morales' game when it comes out tomorrow. I'm hopefully trying to get that. Uh, when the uh, new Mortal Kombat Ultimate thing comes out, I'm trying to grab that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, rain all day. You know. Uh, oh yeah. Um, rain and Rambo. Rain and Rambo. I haven't really watched any like new movies, but I did recently finish uh, the Clone Wars series. A Clone Wars series. I'm currently watching Mandalorian. Um, nice. The way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the way. Uh, I'm waiting for a what show comes out. Uh, can't remember now. But I watched. Um, I think it's the Blood of uh, Blood of Zeus. That show was amazing. Oh, I saw that. You, really? I gotta get into that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. If you uh, haven't watched it, I recommend it. It's really good. Uh, really good show. Uh, is there anything else? I think. Besides work, no. I think I'm, I think I'm checked off all the boxes. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> My boy. Ooh, ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I was uh, I was on a bit of an anime kick. Um, a little earlier about like a month ago i was watching um i really got into the promised neverland and i know the second season isn't that about to come out pretty soon demetrius yes it is and i'm hyped yeah so i'm definitely checking that out um that's been pretty cool and as far as video games is concerned i've been really really addicted to uh call of duty mobile like i mean yeah I've been playing. I heard that's addictive. I heard, I heard bro, yeah. it is a drug. I've been on Call of Duty addictive, like Call of Duty, Call of Duty Mobile, <laughs> Call of Duty Mobile. Like I've been on every time I'm not doing anything. Like probably right after this, I'm a. Um, it's just like, I'm not even gonna cap, man. I'm like, I'm gonna go play no, this game, like, right after this. It's, it's just in the rotation, bro. If I'm not, like, listening to another podcast besides ours or, like, you know, watching anime or something, I'm pretty much, or texting somebody, I'm pretty much playing Call of Duty Mobile, so. You don't be texting um, nobody. You don't text nobody. Man, what? Call, hey, keep saying your phone. Right, bro. You taking dry right there. now. <laughs> we ain't we ain't even gonna go there but um one one show i really did want to uh talk about like for all of our listeners and our viewers out there and even you guys because i don't think you uh started watching it yet there's this show man um it's called the good lord bird I have oh, my I have oh my god oh my god that's so man it stars uh ethan hawk and basically, he plays a uh, abolitionist named oh, John Brown. That's a show? I thought that was a movie. That's that a is show. a show, and it is oh, amazing. I gotta mm. watch that. I saw that, bro. bro. Yeah. Oh my god! I yes. love Ethan Hawke too, man. I gotta watch that, mm. bro. When I tell you Ethan Hawke did that, I want me, man. Me and uh, my uncle, we we had to have binge like six episodes um and one day uh yeah ethan hawk like i said he plays a uh, abolitionist uh named john brown who yeah was real guy and yeah he was he was something else man uh his story was, is is truly amazing so yeah definitely please go all of our viewers check that out and just another one that i've been watching this 
it's a little less serious, but it's a it's a pretty funny show. Um, there's this show. It stars uh, John C. Riley uh, and Tim Heidecker. It's called Moonbase Eight. That it's crap is. Funny. I want to see that. I've been looking at that. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that crap good. is funny. I, I binge watched. Me and Josh like binge watched like a couple episodes. It's a pretty good show. So definitely, guys, check that out. That's that's definitely. pretty much what I've been doing. So yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. We've been uh... about the same for me. Um, I've been like I just said. I've I've watched uh, Justice Young Justice. I'm on the third season now because I didn't get to see that. But um, I I got done with Lovecraft. Great, that was a great show, by the way. Uh, y'all check that out. That's it. Yeah. Oh man, amazing! The writing and like the writing, producing, directing, all of it sets is all so it's done so well, and they sh- they shot all of that here. So whoop whoop! Shout out to Atlanta, <laughs> right? The whole thing to the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, I watched that. Um, I've been watching a lot of older movies. You know, just watching little stuff here and there. I had like my my Batman week one week, so you know I just bounce. I really bounce a lot. I'm like a a, a TV show whore. I just bounce around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, video games. I'm playing. Um, I got the Mafia Definitive Edition, and I played the first Mafia because I never played that. I've been playing that. I am a sports guy, so I've been playing a little bit of Madden, MLB. Okay. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. that ghost. Yeah, like, you gotta get that ghost because we got a co-op, man. You gotta get in there. Basically, everything y'all been saying. So, you know, of course, I always gotta throw some Star Wars in there. So, Mandalorian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my guy. Season two is gonna huh. be real. I feel like they're gonna drop some stuff that we ain't ready for yet. So, yeah. I already all, know all my Star Wars fans, Mandal and Mandos out there, and you know, Baby Yoda lovers. By the way. If y'all want to find good baby Yoda stuff, um, go to Target. Uh-huh. Target got it. Target has, mm. like, a plug on baby Yoda stuff, like T-shirts and mugs and all of that. So An actual, like, baby Yoda, like, actual, actual like, uh, baby Yoda. So yeah. If y'all need a plug for all my baby Yoda lovers, go to Target. Like, I, I'm not going to let you down on that. They they have it everywhere. But yeah. uh, uh, just one more thing to put y'all on the spot. And I'm going to have my mic drop moment. Because oh, we no. call it representation and, you know, comic books and all that. I'm going right. to need y'all top five black favorite black superheroes. And boom. <laughs> what? On the spot. Yeah, what? And there's no, there's no particular order of oh, five, just oh, five, Lord. right? Right off the Let's see. Oh, Attic shock. Um, yeah, I love when I get Josh that, and I can't think. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with it. Static shock. Uh, are we co- are we considering like Green Lantern Corp as like like their own? Cause they're any a- any superhero. It okay, can be cool. Then uh, animated, whatever. Then John Stewart, Green Lantern, obviously. Um, Icon. Mm, let me think. Um, let me think. Let me think. I'm doing that all DC. Let me think. Black Panther. Uh, mm-hmm. I got one. I'm trying to narrow it down though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll go for now. I'll go with Black Lightning, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. Hey. Okay. Right, uh, <laughs> um. Let me see. So. Okay. So. Um. Number one is definitely uh Spawn. 
got Spawn. Kind of a Spawn for that. Got um, you got uh, Black Panther. Of course. Black Lightning. Uh, Black Manta. Oh, okay. And um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last one is always the hardest. it's always hard, man. <laughs> Knock those four out first. Right. Oh man. Um, and I would say uh. Shucks. Um, boy, why am I, I forget? Um, I love it. I love it. Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> You're um, loving it too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, what is that man's name? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can't. It can't come to me right now. Uh, Miles, definitely Miles. Okay, sure. Oh, cool. Actually, cool. no. Third place is Miles. I can't do that to Miles. He can't be. He can't be last. I mean, it's in no particular order, <laughs> man. Yeah, order. Okay, no particular order. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we just named him off, man. Miles. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. Uh, okay. Well, y'all know I'm like I'm uh really biased towards like my science-based heroes out there. So, okay. Um, he's not technically not a villain or a hero, but gotta go with my MIT brother. Eric Killmonger, gotta do gotta it. Gotta feel it. That's that's my guy. Uh, of course, Mister Terrific. Gotta uh, do it. That's a great one. People. That's a great um, one. Yeah, I not, not, not a lot of people think like I'm. I'm talking. I'm all my science guys. Um, <laughs> Batwing from Batman. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lucius' son. Like a lot of people don't really talk about him like that. Um, and then yeah, I gotta go. My boy Miles in that uh, number four spot, and of course Spawn has always had a place in my heart. So that's my five. Okay. I figure Spawn will be there. All right, yep, of course. Hey, hey, you gotta come out with yours now. All right, I'm gonna go Blade. Oh, okay. Mm. Blade, I'm, I'm, I love Blade. So Blade, Black Panther, okay, Static, of course. Okay, I knew it. And the, the last two always, I always have a tug of war with it, but I'm gonna go with you know what? I'm gonna go with Mr. Terrific too, just okay. because of the fact that he doesn't get enough love. No, and you don't. then to throw everybody off with this last one, because remember I said live action and I didn't specify if it was male or female, but the OG original Captain Marvel herself. Yeah, thank you, Monica Rambo. <laughs> On the spectrum right now because I popped out about her. Man, I want to go get my comic book and be like, yes. Everything. So that is what's up. top five. It's yeah. a round table. If y'all don't know, and y'all are comic book lovers, please check out Monica Rambeau. She is the original Captain Marvel. Yeah. That is a story that a lot of people don't talk about. And if you go on YouTube, you will find a lot of like YouTubers who, you know, talk about it and break it down so yes check that out that is yeah. definitely a treat for you guys and hopefully she's done right you know she's done just hopefully they hopefully they, they do her right because they did her wrong in captain marvel yeah. and she has her, her she's gonna have her debut in uh wanda wanda vision and i'm hoping they they redeem her because they really did her bad like yeah like that's my top five man i and yeah. I'm, like I said, mic drop. I'm done. Hey, hey that Monica Rambeau, that Monica Rambeau <laughs> drop. I was like, man, when you said it, I was like, yes. <laughs> that was you. 
was a good one. Yeah. That, that yeah. was a really good one. That was a really yeah. good one. Uh, I'm a, you know, dang. I might have to switch my number five. Cause that <laughs> I just, just want to take out, yeah, I don't want to take Black Lightning away, but like at the same time, I, I got I to gotta put her in at least number two. Like I at least got to. And I, and my, honor, my honorable mention is always Storm, no matter what I talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, true. I love um, Storm. I just those other characters are just like my go to, but Storm is always in the talks, no matter what. I think everybody true. like I'll Oh say. yeah. Um yeah, Storm is definitely uh Omega level uh mutant. So she's like a god. So you know. Yeah. No, you, you definitely gotta put mm-hmm. no, you definitely gotta put Storm in there. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. No, my honorable mention. To. Like nah, honorable honorable mention is definitely um Firestorm. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. talking about the um, oh, the uh, live action, yeah. the uh, the yeah. one from the uh, CW universe. Man, uh, yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely Jackson, uh, Jack, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about a uh, uh, science based heroes. That's another good one. I forgot all about Firestorm. That's um, a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I see. Chad yeah. loves his science, man. Like, he does. Oh, yeah, guys. You know, it's just this is where my heart is, man. You know, I, I think it's, and I think everybody here at the score round table can attest to, you know, because you know, Marcus, you're in film. You know, Joshua, you know, you're great with uh, computers and technology, man. Demetrius, you know, you're you're a teacher and you get a chance to connect with children. It's like whenever you find something that just resonates with you and you're able to find like your place in this world and you know for a fact like this is what I do like this is me this is what gives me life you know it's like it's the best thing in the world you know what I'm saying so mm. I, you know you can't beat it you just really can't like yeah. honestly oh, you, can, no. you know when you find where you're supposed to be like your niche like you're, exactly. it, it doesn't become working anymore it's just like oh you know I'm doing something that I actually like doing and I exactly. have the pleasure of being paid mm-hmm. for, you know? Exactly. Right. And it, right, I can and I can get, you know, a check for it. And it's like I used to dream about stuff like that, man. I used to be like, Jesus, you know, when I can get a check that says, you know, like blah 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 on it, like, you know, biologists, chemists, you know, scientists, when I get and then my name is next to it, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. It's just like it's just like, yo, it's a dream come true, man. It really is. And I know it's like that for, you know, you guys as well. And just to be able to, um, even with this podcast, you know, just to be able to connect with people that do what you do and do things differently, you know, than what you do. It's just like, it's it's cool, man, you know, to just get to have that exposure and not only, you know, have guests that can show the, uh, um, I guess, just the variety of who can work in these fields, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like people need to hear that, that there are black guys out there that want to be directors, that there are black guys out there that want to be educators, that there are black guys out there that want to be computer scientists. Like, you know, that we're here, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm just glad we're able to represent it and show people, you know, who we are and what we do. Yeah, and have a a platform to talk about our, you know, our views on certain things, like, you know, and give our, our opinion on them because there might be somebody out there that like has been thinking that way and like they didn't have that person that they could have that shared idea with and you know we could be that for them exactly exactly you know 100 percent. and i'm just happy i couldn't you know i couldn't be doing this with a better group of guys honestly could not you know you're all best friends and brothers to me you know what i'm saying like couldn't have a better group of people to do this with likewise, yeah man same likewise bro 
hundred percent. You know, we, we at the square round table. We 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 go. We we're deep, man. You know, we've been in this for a minute. No, we roll. Yeah, we rolling deep, bro. Definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, guys, like. Cringe. But before we sign oh, out, oh hey, hey, hey chill out with that. Chill out with that cringe. I'm trying to be emotional here, okay? I'm trying to be like, no. you know, I'm trying to be emotional and sympathetic you know, here. You know, Joshua got to be a hater. He always got to have his bag of hate. Man, you know, bag of you know, he's bag a bag of haters over here. You know, hate, hate. But, hey. does, but does anybody have like a, a a last like message or anything that you want to sign off on before we go ahead and uh you know just cut this thing? All right. And now uh, a word from our sponsors. The Square Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Two Photon Art. Two Photon is an art collective whose primary mission is to make science more accessible through science communication and art. Some of their art includes science-themed patches, jewelry, stickers, zines, and clothing, all of which contribute to the inclusivity, equality, and the overall advocacy for human rights in and out of the scientific community. You can find all of these wonderful pieces on twophotonart.com. And for all our YouTube viewers out there, we will add all of their website and social media info in the description below. Hey, all you freaks and geeks out there. We are the Square Round Table. The Square Round Table podcast is brought to you by Science on a Postcard. Science on a Postcard is an online store that specializes in science-themed enamel badges, lanyards, environmentally friendly tote bags, notebooks, and lots more goodies that represent individuality and inclusivity in the scientific community. You could find all these wonderful products on scienceonapostcard.com. And for all our YouTube watchers out there, we will add their website and all their social media platforms in the right. description below. Uh, short to speak to the point, be yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do that. Be yourself. Yeah, be yeah, yourself. Don't let so. anybody tell you, you know, <laughs> you're not uh, valuable, uh, important, and that you can't do anything, you know? Do what you want to do. If you... If you want to be, let's say, an astronaut, don't let anybody stop you from being an astronaut. Don't, you know, say, oh, well, I don't know if I can do that. Just do it. Like, just go out there, have the drive, and you'll make it happen. Um, my little nugget. Definitely. Anybody else got anything to say before we uh, head out? Um, pretty much the same. Yeah, just whatever, whatever you do, in life, do it to the fullest, man. My granddad, my grandfather told me, um, and Dr. King said this too, even if you're a janitor, custodian, whatever, garbage, man, whatever you are, if you if you love that job, do it to your fullest because you never know who's watching you. And that could take you to so many places. It's all about how you carry yourself. It might sure. be... In your mind, it might be the worst, you know, job you have at the moment, but you have a job, something a lot of people don't have. And yeah. though you want to be somewhere else, it's going to come. Just, you know, appreciate what you have. Take pride in what you do because you're no lesser of a person if you're not where you want to be at that point, you know, in life. And then to all the younger viewers, you know, don't let anybody discourage you from being different. You know, embrace who you are. If you like the color red, don't let nobody tell you anything different. If you like to watch, you know, uh, this show or that show, don't let anybody persuade you to do anything different. And like Dimitri said, just be you, man. And, you know, don't let anybody say 
who you are and what you want to be. The great, the great, my brother Malcolm X said, "It's only they they teach you to be what you are. They put that in your mind. The media says this is how you should be. This is how you should look. This is what you should do. But don't let them determine that. You determine that for yourself. So you make the decisions of who you are going to be and what you're going to do. So here at the Square Roundtable." You know, we just want to encourage you guys to, you know, stay positive at this time and just, you know, keep a head strong because we know it's hard for everybody. And, you know, whoever you have at that moment, just go to them and talk to them. It's okay to go talk to somebody. So that's my last little soapbox moment. Peace and love. Right. Yeah, that was a good one. But but, but for me, um, I would say is a, um, what's for you is for you and don't compare yourself to anyone else like uh, whatever you do no one else can do it like you and uh, you know every, anything you do just drawing a line on a piece of paper that's your line no one can draw that line like you drew it no one can produce that same stroke on, on, the, on the piece of paper and you know everybody has their own path in life and you have your own set of blessings so don't compare yourself to other people. Plain and simple. Like that. All good things, guys. You know, I uh, really appreciate that. And yeah, that's a great message. You know, we all pretty much said the same things. You know, guys, if whatever you want to do, it don't matter what it is. You know, be yourself. You know, do what you do to the best of your ability. Don't let anybody discourage you. And yeah, you know, we all realize at the Square Round Table um, that these times are hard uh, for a lot of people. You know, some people are less fortunate than others. And, you know, in these situations, it is okay, you know, to feel upset. You know, it is okay to need, to be needy, to uh, seek help, you know, definitely. Um, You know, don't be scared to talk to somebody and, you know, just tell people how you feel. Because nine times out of ten, your neighbor feels the exact same way, guys. So at the end of the day. Everybody at the Square Round Table, we love you. And thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, yeah, so just like every other time, man, guess what time it is, boys? promotion. So you can catch the Square Round Table on MajorZoneMusic.com every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. 12 p.m. Central Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can catch the Square Round Table on YouTube on Fridays at any time. Um, make sure that you like and like and comment and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get a notification uh, when we post our videos. 100%. And uh, please, guys, uh, comment under our videos. You know, we, we want to hear, you know, y'all's thoughts on our videos, thoughts on the topics at hand, like even this one. Like, what are your top five favorite uh, superheroes they don't have to be black or any specific race just you know let us know your top five let us know what you think about some of our top five let us know what shows you're watching right now anything you know we love to jump in the conversation and nerd out with you know anybody that wants to talk so definitely we'll be in the comments lurking around you know don't be scared just jump right on in guys please talk to us <laughs> <laughs> oh <love you>. <laughs> yes guys 
We, we, <laughs> with that being said, guys, this has been the Square Round Table. Peace. We're out. We out, man. <laughs>